Hello, this is Jennifer Wolf. I'm the Executive Director of the International Association of Industrial Accident Boards and Commissions, also known as the IAIABC. You're listening to the IAIABC's podcast, Accidentally. Since 2015, Accidentally has been exploring policy, practice, and trends within the occupational health, safety, and workers' compensation communities. I'm hopeful Accidentally gives you a broader view of the industry and that these episodes spark conversation and debate among listeners. You can listen or download our podcast each month at iaiabc.org slash podcast or find us on your favorite podcast network. During a staff meeting today, my colleagues were reflecting that it's been almost one year since we left our physical office. Pandemic time is a funny thing, both super fast and mind-numbingly slow. In talking with others in the industry, time is once again at a premium. Conferences, client development, i.e. entertaining, and business travel have all stopped. Workers' compensation claims have gone down. And yet, everyone's to-do list seems endless. Email inboxes overflowing and video conferences filling up our calendars. It's an interesting dichotomy. And many of us have wondered, is this the new normal? I don't think so, and I certainly don't hope so, but I do think it's a unique time. We are in the liminal space between the before and the after, and it is in that space where we're being challenged to grow and innovate. It is both intense and hard. In the spring of 2020, everyone's attention was focused on COVID. If it wasn't critical to protecting employee health and safety or directly serving stakeholders, it was put aside. But as the months have passed and the immediate needs dissipated, those other projects have resurfaced. And along the way, we saw gaps discovered new opportunities, and realized we were never returning to the pre-pandemic world. It is the in-between time. And it is during this time that we have gotten to work, rearranging, rebuilding, and reimagining. Today, I wanted to share some thoughts on how regulators across North America are thinking about these transitions and changes. Last year, the IAIABC began a series of discussion sessions for workers' compensation jurisdictional leaders. These conversations were an opportunity to learn from one another, share insights on emerging issues, and connect during a time of isolation. 
The conversations highlighted areas that may shape regulatory agencies in the years to come. Modernization. It has been said on more than one occasion and by more than one leader that the mailroom and filing staff within the workers' compensation agencies were the rock stars of the pandemic. Although technology was a part of every agency operation, the workers' compensation process was still heavily driven by paper. Forms, notarized documents, paper checks. The industry generates volumes of mail, and this mail drives many workers' compensation regulatory and administrative processes. This model simply doesn't work in a distributed workforce. Jurisdictions are at various stages in upgrading their information technology capabilities. The pandemic has reinforced the need for integrated information flows and data systems. These systems serve not just to reduce paper, but to make it easier for agency staff to access information in real time from anywhere. Many jurisdictions had to implement temporary solutions that reduced contact among stakeholders in the system. Electronic signatures, electronic document submission, automatic fee payment, all of these were expanded during the early months of the pandemic. And these make it easier and more efficient for stakeholders to meet deadlines and reduce the administrative burden on parties. Jurisdictions are now carefully evaluating if these quick fixes can be maintained in the post-pandemic environment. This focus on ease of access is something agency leaders talked a lot about. Jurisdictions had to make challenging decisions on how to pivot the dispute resolution process. Mediations, settlement conferences, and trials are and were largely in-person activities. Postponements and cancellations were frequent in the spring of 2020. However, delays do not generally serve the system especially for injured workers or employers. Virtual hearings and teleconferences were implemented more and more after the early months. There is still lively debate about how virtual hearings should and can be used going forward. Some have fully embraced technology in this context. There are some U.S. states who invested in infrastructure well before the pandemic to hold virtual hearings. Then we saw other jurisdictions who embraced virtual hearings into their operations as the pandemic wore on, and yet others have proceeded more cautiously fearing the virtual process could interfere with serving justice. I expect modernization efforts will focus in the future, not just on upgrading agency technology. Yes, COBOL was prevalent until a few years ago, but how that information technology can be leveraged 
to simplify and improve processes. The workers' compensation industry has long been criticized for being overly complicated. Modernization efforts have the potential for removing barriers and delays in providing new ways to serve workers and employers. Data insights. Linked closely with information technology advancements, agencies are increasingly using data beyond compliance purposes, analyzing it and putting it to work to understand and inform. The industry was eager to know if and how COVID claims would impact the workers' compensation system. Using data collected from claims reports, jurisdictions could send regular updates to their governors, public health agencies, and the public on workers' compensation claims related to COVID-19. Some agencies created interactive dashboards and regular PDFs that shared information. And these data visualization techniques are a great model for the future. Integrated data sets, visualizations, and regular publication of performance measures promotes accountability and transparency. Transforming the data to insights is an important responsibility of workers' compensation administrations. That information can be used by policymakers, stakeholders, and leaders who can respond with more effective solutions. Agency culture. For most of us, our days are highly routine. The alarm goes off at the same time. You have the same argument with your son about wearing a coat. You listen to the same podcast on the morning commute. Organizations can get into routines as well. And these routines can be both a comfort, but they can also hold us back. The pandemic forced all of us out of our routines. Individually and organizationally, we have had to create new ways to finish our work, to serve our customers, and to connect with one another. This disruption has resulted in a new focus by workers' compensation agency leaders to really think about organizational culture. There is more intention in linking operations and process to purpose and impact. Some agencies have begun the hard work of motivating change related to diversity and inclusion. The workers' compensation industry must not think itself removed from discussions of equity and systemic racism. These are not easy conversations, and there is no simple one-time fix. Diversity of race, gender, age, education, background is about finding new voices. Inclusion, making sure all those voices are heard, is about culture. 
agencies that embed diversity and inclusion into their culture will be better able to serve stakeholders and more equipped to thrive in a changing environment. Agencies are also exploring what the workplace and the workday looks like post-pandemic. How much and who can continue to work remotely? Can flexible schedules be used to meet individual employee needs? Some managers have noted that they've seen incredible productivity gains, but they notice staff are working more hours and many are failing to take their leave. Managers are paying more attention to mental health and wellness in this time of isolation. One area that's been a focus is with respect to talent recruitment and retention. Workers' compensation government entities have to compete with other more Instagram-worthy industries. In order for agencies to be competitive, they have to demonstrate that they can adapt, offer a positive, flexible, and even fun culture, and that the work is purpose-driven. The agencies that continue this work and are intentional about their culture will find more success in the post-pandemic world. Legislative priorities. It is hard to make broad statements about legislation since every state and province has different political demographics and priorities. However, a few issues have found themselves in many state houses recently. Presumptions. There continues to be legislation related to presumptions, both for COVID-19 and also for other conditions, including cancer and post-traumatic stress disorder. Presumptions raise important policy questions about compensability and causation. If you're interested, last month's podcast addressed the policy issues more thoroughly. It's definitely on the minds of many right now. Misclassification. Businesses that do not have workers' compensation coverage or indicate their employees are in lower-risk jobs have become the focus of legislation and interagency collaborations. These efforts are aimed at creating an equitable environment for all businesses and ensure all employees entitled to coverage have protections in place. Cannabis. Access to cannabis, both medicinal and recreational, is expanding across North America. This is impacting workers' compensation on two fronts. First, how is impairment from cannabis linked to occupational safety and health? And second, if and how should cannabis be used in the treatment of work injuries and illnesses? In many U.S. states, cannabis use in treating work injuries has come through court decisions. In early 2021, legislation has been introduced in several states, which removes ambiguity in cannabis use within the workers' compensation system. Leadership. The last thing 
I want to reflect on about the last year. And it's really more of an observation than a trend. My conversations with agency leaders and industry colleagues have made it very clear that in times of crisis, leaders emerge. We don't talk a lot about leadership and workers' compensation, but it is time that we did. The workers' compensation system in the United States has survived in the last 100 years, adapting and changing through economic, political, and social upheaval. In the post-pandemic world, workers' compensation may have to fight for its survival. Strong leaders are needed to ensure workers' compensation is not siloed or lost among competing political or economic demands. And leadership, it isn't about a job title or an educational degree. Leadership is about creating a shared vision and purpose. There is still a great deal of uncertainty across workers' compensation regulatory agencies on what the post-pandemic environment will ultimately look like. We are still in the in-between. But my prediction is that we will emerge as more technology forward. There is going to be a greater emphasis on data intelligence to drive decisions. And new voices and new leaders will develop to carry on the important work of protecting injured workers and creating economic stability for businesses. Thanks for listening to Accidentally. We love hearing from you. Please share your ideas and thoughts at jwolf at iaiabc.org. I read and respond to all your emails. You can listen and subscribe to Accidentally on your favorite podcast service or at iaiabc.org slash podcast. Cheers, Jen.